Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Bobby, fans here in the city, of course, really excited about this season. The New York Mets up five games in the NL East. The New York Yankees right now, best record in baseball, up 12 games. Is it too early to start dreaming about uh, a return to 2000 when the Yankees and the Mets, of course, faced each other in the World Series? Oh, it's going to happen. It, uh, these are two of the best teams that... Uh, both organizations have had in a long time and the good news is there's not a lot of uh, tough competition out there so i think it's going to be a road right to the subway series and uh, fasten your seatbelt it should be a good one bobby i wanted to uh, get into you know kind of what you've been up to um you know since since kind of getting out of the dugout there and moving into a uh, the word the realm i guess you could say of politics a little bit you ran for uh, mayor in your in your hometown of Stamford, Connecticut, ultimately losing to your opponent, Caroline Summers. Uh, looking back on that experience, you got to be, uh, you know, pretty proud of yourself uh, going through that, make, making kind of, you know, really a big switch from from uh, sports into politics. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, we covered that race uh, to a certain extent here at WABC Radio. But uh, looking back, you've got to be awfully proud of yourself, no? Oh, it was an amazing experience. I, um, you know, took eight years and was executive director of athletics at Sacred Heart University right up the street from Stanford, the town that I ran for mayor. And, uh, you know, there was an opening where uh, Caroline, uh, the sitting mayor now, was primarying the existing mayor in her own party. And I figured, well, if he's not doing a good job, uh as far as his party's concerned, I think I'll throw my hat in. So I built my entire campaign from scratch. I ran unaffiliated. I I had no second man or woman. I had uh, no data, and I built the whole thing, raised about $800,000, had a lot of wonderful people in my corner, and lost by a couple hundred votes. So it was a um, a very, very good experience for uh, a guy who really loves experiences. Well, that's awesome. And and then following up on that, you know, and now, now that you've had that experience, uh, is there any possibility that down the line we'd, we'd see you again in a dugout somewhere, maybe in a, in a front office role? Uh, you know, if one of these MLB execs comes calling, uh, do you pick up? Well, enough for a dugout job, but, uh, you know, I'm a, a senior advisor now out in uh, L.A. for the L.A. Angels. For, there's a lot of work to do out there. My uh, best friend's son is the general manager there, and I do some pregame and postgame TV. I take in that California sunshine. You know, I was there as a player in the 70s, and now I'm in my 70s and I'm back, so it's um, a, a real Again, interesting experience. Bobby, you know, without getting into all the new analytics, the Mets just seem to have it this year. You know what I mean? I mean, why do you think that the Mets are more successful this year? Is it the combination of Buck Showalter and Stephen Cohen? I mean, they're winning even with in light of injuries to top pitchers like Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom. Yeah, you know, attitude filters down and Stevie Cohen uh, – 
has been a, a winner and, and has tried to win um, at everything he's ever done. And uh, I think his attitude is filtering right down through the minor leagues. It's, um, it's the right attitude. It's uh, win at all costs. Uh, he's not afraid to um, uh, not only spend the dollar, but uh, also be part of, of the community and part of, um, you know, made all in a big way. So it's a good thing. Uh, that's going there and in new york on both sides of town bobby what do you make of the pitchcom system well i think it's necessary you know anything to uh speed up the game is is something that's important and uh you know that old uh finger signal system uh became archaic so now you can just push a button and someone can hear it, you know, eventually it will be uh, not only that you'll hear the pitch, but you'll hear it in the voice that you want to hear it in that voice that you respond to properly. So when the the button is pushed and they say slider, it's going to be, um, you know, the pitcher's uh, wife saying slider or, or, you know, <laughs> high school coaches saying slider or whatever voice it is that he responds best to. I think that uh, that's what will be hearing. That's interesting, Bobby. Yeah, and and I wanted to ask you generally, right? I mean, you see this movement towards a more modern uh, form of the game of baseball, and and you kind of being an, an old time guy, uh, you know, an old fashioned guy with the way you managed. Um, uh, you know, are you for that, or or generally are you know runner on second base to start extra innings, robot umpires, pitch clocks, pitch comms? Are you for all that stuff generally, or do you kind of just pick and choose your spots in that regard? Well, I guess if you go back and look at some old articles from the 80s when I managed in Texas or 90s when I managed in New York, you'll see that I wanted uh, umpires that were robots back then. I wanted to speed up the game in the 70s. You know, I played for the California Angels in the 70s, and our manager was the first and only manager right from college. His name was Bobby Bobby Winkles. His platform was, the game's too slow. Let's speed up the game. And I took a page out of his book and a page out of uh, Davy Johnson's book, who had a computer on his desk in 1983. And, uh, you know, the analytics is nothing new to me. That's that's what I was all about. That's what I got laughed, for, uh, laughed at for, you know, when I would bring in a right-handed pitcher to pitch to a left-handed hitter. And I would say because, you know, the, the numbers show that he gets left-handers out better than right-handers, I would have people's heads spinning. So, uh, you know, information is key to the world and i've always enjoyed it and embraced it well and just following up on that another point you know the yankees just uh, just faced the astros here in the bronx and obviously the mets are uh, going to engage in a short two-game series here starting tonight uh you know their their uh, their manager dusty baker is known for being an old-fashioned kind of baseball mind and the astros are at the forefront of this whole analytic uh movement in baseball this whole modernization of the game where do you think the power really lies when it comes to decisions that are being made on the field do you think in in that case specifically uh do you think the decision making really lies with dusty baker or do you think he's kind of getting some trickle down advice from the front office well, once again, all all leaders uh, want information. And, uh, you know, when you hear someone say, and it really does make me laugh, uh, because I probably said it uh, 
uh, a number of times when I managed, you know, it was my gut that made me make the decision. Well, your gut is just that place that information is stored right after it gets into your brain. Then it goes down into your gut and it kind of regurgitates and comes back to your brain and you act. So, um, you know, Dusty's getting information from his trainer about the health, from his coaches about the uh, mechanical makeup of his uh, hitters, from his front office about the analytics of, uh, you know, his pitchers against opposing hitters and opposing hitters against the Yankee pitchers. And then at the end of the decision-making process, all the information comes together when you know what you're doing and you make an informed informed decision. I think that's what Dusty is doing. I've talked to Dusty about that, and that's that's uh, exactly what he does. It's what Buck does. It's what uh, Aaron Boone does, um, because good leaders um, know how to use uh, all the information that's available. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting stuff, the way we're seeing the direction that, that the game is moving. Uh, you know, coming up here, uh, I, I believe just after the All-Star break, we'll see the first um, head-to-head face-off between, between the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, how do you, looking at these two teams, how do you think they stack up? Obviously, uh, the Yankees have the best record in baseball. The Mets have the best record in the National League. Uh, you've got Aaron Judge, Pete Alonzo, a bunch of other stars. I mean, we could go on all day about the talent that both these teams have. Uh, I guess, simply put, who's better? Well, as you watch most sports, uh, the commentator before the game will say uh, the team that wins uh, this game will be the one that uh, makes the fewest errors. If you watch a tennis match, they say that the, the guy or the gal who uh, makes the fewest unforced errors is going to win. And, yeah, you know, errors are, are what the other team takes advantage of, and sometimes the error could be the pitch thrown in the wrong place, the pitch called at the wrong time, the runner running at the wrong time, the, the fielder breaking at the at the wrong time. But I think uh, the games actually will be, decide, be, be decided by the talent on the field uh, excelling. And, um, you know, right now I think you'd give a little edge to the Yankees' uh, um, uh, pitching uh, at the beginning of the game, and you get a little edge uh, possibly to the Mets pitching at the end of the game, uh, even though Chapman's coming back and Holmes has been great for the Yankees. So um, it, it'll be must-watch TV for any baseball fan. Yeah, and then by the time you know that series rolls around, uh, presumably you know the Mets have Degrom and Scherzer back in the in that starting rotation. Obviously, uh, these two guys will provide a jolt into that rotation, a, a really already very very good starting rotation in that National League East. Uh, you know, h- how do you kind of see them propelling the Mets to to the next level? I mean, what what do they have to do to give these guys the, the support they need so that when they come back, they can be as successful as possible? Yeah, you know, the next level, um, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, that Steve Cohen and and uh, and and group are thinking about um, is the playoffs. And, um, you know, you want the Grom and Scherzer around for those short series at the end of the year. I think the Yankees series will be a prelude to what a short series would uh, look at look like. Uh, being matched up uh, against the best team in the American League. Uh, and, uh, you know, if if DeGrom can come back 
and be the ace that he was, which I think is against most odds. You know, he's he's been out. He needs to not only build up his arm as he has been, but also build up that competitive uh, feeling of of throwing the pitch at the right time with um, you know the the velocity that's needed, with the spin that's needed, with the location that's needed. Um, it, I think they're going to be asking an awful lot out of Degrom if and when he comes back, and and Scherzer, you know, brings not only great stuff but brings that um, fire and and grit to the mound, you know, that competitive uh, flair that um, he has made a name name for um, out on the mound. And, and I just hope that, um, you know, everyone's healthy. I, I hope that the sluggers of the Yankees are healthy. I hope that uh, the everyday players of the Mets are healthy. And uh, if it's so, it, it'll be really uh be similar to watching the Astros and the Yankees. Now the Astros are a very good team and they are built in a similar fashion to the Mets. Um, and, and, um, you know, and the Yankees are, are fun to watch. Yeah, totally agreed. And then, you know, just moving quickly back to the Yankees starting rotation here, obviously they, they on paper going into the season, right? They, their expert expectations, excuse me, weren't, uh, you know, so high, uh, in general, I mean, who's the biggest surprise for you in that rotation? You've got Nestor Cortez. You've got uh, another left-hander in Jordan Montgomery who's been great. Obviously, Garrett Cole at the top of that rotation. But honestly, he's got, you know, I think, I mean, even as as, uh, as recent as a couple weeks ago, uh, maybe even less, he had the highest, highest ERA in that starting rotation. Um, so who do you stands out the most as kind of that breakout star, that breakout arm for the Yankees rotation so far this season? Well, if Nestor Cortez uh, pitches the rest of the season the way he did here for the first two and a half months, um, he'll be a big surprise and he'll be an amazing story. Um, yeah, you know he comes at you from different angles with different pitches, but not with um, overpowering stuff. And um, sometimes, um, you know, the more the hitters see a guy who's a little unorthodox, the easier it is. Uh, to, to figure out uh, his abnormality. So uh, he's, he's the outlier right now. And uh, if he can, if he can keep going uh, the way he is, uh, the Yankees uh, are, are going to be in good stead. Bobby, you see so many kids out there playing little league. Uh, you see kids in the stands wearing their favorite players numbers with stars in their eyes, with big dreams. They want to become a major league baseball player someday. They want to play like Bobby Valentine did for the Dodgers or the Angels or the Mets, the Mariners or coach like you did. What's your advice to them? Does it take more than talent to become a major league baseball player and to continue playing at that level? Of course, um, you know, you, you have to love it uh, for sure, and you have to be good at it. And, um, you know, the advice is for for young people to play sports. I, I think sports are, are a great place to learn about life, to understand uh, how to get up when you're down, how to be a good teammate, understand how to play within rules and regulations, how to um, – um, be part of a group that, um, you know, is working so toward the same goal. And uh, what I like to recommend to people is not necessarily uh, dream about doing what you love to do, but dream about 
being what you're good at and then uh, understanding how to love it. And uh, unfortunately, not everyone has the kind of talent that it takes uh, to get to the major leagues, but uh, everyone can learn from playing sports uh, as a person and a young adult. And hopefully those lessons that you're supposed to learn are being taught by uh, the coaches that are out there and by the uh, teammates that you're playing with.